Well, hello, everybody. I'm Kay. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Encouragement Fuel for the Journey, where I believe encouragement is fuel for our journey. Now, on this podcast, I want to encourage and empower you to fulfill your God-given destiny by sharing some insights and truths found in the Word of God. Each week, we'll dive into the Word and explore how we can overcome challenges, find purpose, and positively impact the world. Now, whether you're a seasoned believer or just starting to explore your faith, I believe that the the Word of God can transform your life and bring you hope and encouragement. So join me today as we get fueled through encouragement in the Word of God. Well, hello, everybody. This is Kay with Encouragement Fuel for the Journey. Welcome to my podcast today, Encouragement Fuel for the Journey. You know, I believe encouragement is fuel for our journey. And this is episode seven of season two. And our topic today is cultivating the ground of your heart part one. And we're going to talk today about the stony heart. Glory to God. So let's get ready to dive into the word today. I hope you're encouraged and excited today. Glory to God. So listen, you know how we do it. God does have an agenda and we have to posture ourselves to get ready for the open door, right? And part of that open door. And many of you are actually going, walking through that open door. You've made decisions this year to, to grab a hold of the assignments that God is giving you and you begin to um, understand that God has an agenda for you to walk through the open door and you and I believe that many of you are not only um, recognizing the agenda but you're being obedient to the agenda you're you're coming into alignment glory to God with it and then you're shifting oh I I do believe that so these broadcasts uh, or these podcasts are to encourage you right to do so encourage you to align yourself so that you can go through every open door, right? That God has for you. And I'm super excited about it. Glory to God. And so we're going to start, um, our, uh, study today, uh, in the book of Matthew, and I'm going to read to you, um, 13, Matthew 13, we're going to go three through eight. Um, and then we'll break some things down. Let's, let's get into it. So Matthew 13, three through eight says this, then he spoke many things to them in parables saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed some seeds, some seeds fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of the earth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirty. Glory to God, glory to God. So so listen, what I want to do today, we're gonna I'm gonna talk to you about the different grounds that uh, Jesus speaks of in this parable, but there are two in particular that we're going to talk about one in today's episode and then one into next week's episode. There are two, two grounds that the Lord really put on my heart that I, I am to highlight, right? So let's look at the grounds. Um, the first thing it says the seeds, there were seeds that, that fell by the wayside, right? 
in in um and in verse 19 so remember i read you 3 through 8 verse 13 or chapter 13 3 through 8 but if you go over starting at verse 19 in the same chapter you will find that jesus then begins to explain to the disciples um what each of these uh grounds meant um, the wayside, the stony ground, the thorny ground. So let's take a look. Verse 19, it says, and this is about the seeds that uh, went on the wayside. So when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then he, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. So this is he who receives seeds by the wayside. So just a brief overview that that's that topsoil, right? There's a hardness there. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't penetrate. It doesn't do it. It just falls on the wayside. There's no understanding. As a matter of fact, when you research that out, you'll find out that understanding means that there's no attempt to understand. There's no desire to understand. And because of that, right, um, it says the birds come and they just grab the soil. It never even has a chance to take root. And then it says there are seeds that fell on stony places. So the stony places, Jesus says in verse 20, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word. Here's the word of God and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Oh, my goodness. And then he talked about seeds that fell among thorns. In verse 22, Jesus says, now he who receives seeds among thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Uh, and then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then finally he talks about seeds on the good ground, verse 23. And Jesus says, but he who receives seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it and who indeed bears, bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some 60 and some 30 fold glory to God. So I want to talk today about the stony ground. And next week, we're going to talk about the thorny ground. But today, let's hone in on the stony ground, because this is intriguing to me, right? Because this is a person who actually receives the word with joy, like many of us, right? We, 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 we hear the word and we're excited about the word. We're like, oh, that was so powerful. You know, we have our aha moments. But, but for whatever reason, uh, there are times when the word just is not rooted in. Let's, let's, let's take a look again and see what Jesus says about the stony ground. He said, but he who receives the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, immediately he stumbles or the, the King James version says that verse like this, yet he has no root in himself. He endures for a while when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, he is offended, right? He's offended. So, um, I, so this is, this is what it says that the person with the stony ground, right? He receives the word with joy. He has no root in himself and he endures only for a while. I, I want you to know that the word of God says that um, in, in John 16, that in this world, you will have tribulation, 
but it tells us to be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. So uh, let, let me explain something to you. When the word of God comes and you're excited about it and you hear it, you're taking notes and you're like, this is so good. I'm so encouraged by this word. Um, I want you to know the enemy's going to come after that. He's going to come after that because he's going to try the word that's in you. And he wants to see how root doubt, how deeply rooted it is in you. And trials may come, tribulations may come, things may come. But I want you to know, you, you think it's coming after you, but it's really coming after the word that's in you. Oh, I need somebody to hear me. It's coming after the word of God that's on the inside of you. So um, let me ask you this. Do you have shallow areas in your heart? where the word is not taking root, ask yourself that. Think about it for a minute. Do you have shallow areas? It's time for us to get the word deeper in our hearts, right? Um, and, and, and let it be anchored in our heart. And, and so watch this. It says here that it endures for a while. So watch this. When you give up quickly, when you cave in and when you quit under trials, under persecution, or maybe you're just going through, through something that's uncomfortable and you cave in and quit is usually a result, right? Of the word not being rooted in your heart. And, and so I, I just come on today to tell us, tell you that it's time for, for us to get the word really rooted in our hearts so that we won't grow weary and well-doing so that we won't give up and cave in and quit when we're, when we face tribulations and trials and persecution. And the only way that's going to happen, the only way we can really endure is for us to get the word rooted in our hearts. We got to get deeper y'all. Oh, come on. We got to get deeper. We got to go deeper. We, we can't be just shallow Christians, right? We can't be surface Christians. We can't just be Sunday Christians. We got to be Sunday through uh, Sunday through Saturday Christians, right? Every day where we are, um, have the word anchored in our hearts. And, and so watch this, when you discover that you have those rocky places in your heart, where there's some shallowness there, it's t- that means it's time to grow. Oh, come on now. It simply means it's time for you to grow. It's time for me to grow, right? When when we have those shallow places. I want you to understand this though, about um, cultivating that stony ground. Um, it, it's important that you understand that in Ezekiel 36 and 26, God gives us a wonderful promise, right? He says, I will give you a new heart. Oh, glory to God. Put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Glory to God. So I want you to know something supernatural takes place when you give your life to the Lord and you become a born again believer. He says he creates in you a new heart. Glory to God. He takes out your stony heart and he puts in a new heart. So there's things in this world that will cause stones and and rocky places to try to sit on top of the new heart God's giving you. And it's up to us through the word of God to make Make sure that we're cultivating that ground, right? And that we're keeping that heart free of debris and free of the cares of this world and free of those things that would cause the word not to anchor into that heart. Glory to God. So I want you to know that God has created, if you are a born again believer today, that God put a new spirit within you. He, he removed your heart of stone and he's given you a heart of flesh. Glory to God. So don't allow rocks and stones to cover that heart of flesh. Glory to God. So what you 
you want to do? You want to cultivate your heart. How do you do this? Let's, let's talk about it a little bit. So one of the ways you can cultivate your heart is by, um, it's, it's found in Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So we have to begin to seek God, right? Especially in those areas where we're shallow, right? Those areas where we flip out easily, those areas where we find that the word is not rooted in our hearts, maybe the way it should be. So what I want you to do is begin to target those areas, right? Where the, where the word just doesn't seem to be taking root. You maybe it's joy. Maybe, maybe it's having a negative attitude. Maybe it's your love walk. Oh, that's a big one, right? Um, you really, uh, really struggling to walk in the love of God, that, that love and what God has to say, what the word of God has to say about love has not really been rooted and anchored in your heart. Maybe it's obedience. I mean, you know what it is, right? And if not begin to seek out God and and see those areas that you're shallow and, and find out where those shallow areas are, begin to move away the rocks and the stone and, 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 and those things so that the word can begin to, uh, be anchored in your heart. So, so this is what you need to do. Begin to hide. How do you do that? How do you cultivate that? Once you begin to target those areas, once you begin to recognize those shallow areas, what do you do next? You begin to hide the word in your heart. How do you do that? You, you hide the word in your heart by being intentional and being very purposeful, right? About meditating on the word. That means you're going to have to read, begin to read the word like never before. And you're not just going to read it. You're going to pause and you're going to meditate on it. You're going to get index cards and you're going to write scriptures down on cards. And if you need to post them on your mirrors and post them on your closets and, 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 you know, love is kind, love is patient. You need to just get the word in your heart. It's not going to be um, just by going to church on Sunday, hearing the word, be excited about the word, but then there's no application Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, right? We want to be um, believers that have the word of God rooted deep in our hearts. So begin to hide the word in your heart by meditating on the word. That means again, you have to read, recite the word, pray the word, watch this, recall the word. So when you pay attention to your behavior, right? Pay attention to, to how you're dealing with, with unexpected news or trials or, or, or maybe you, right. Um, Hmm. Maybe you run up against someone that, that maybe they're not treating you so kindly or they have an attitude. So immediately that stirs something in your flesh. Well, you're going to take a step back because see the word, the the Bible says the love is, love is kind, love is patient. And you're going to begin to recall what the word says. And when it's anchored in your heart, guess what? It will, whatever's in your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. Glory to God. So let's get the word of God anchored in our hearts. I, I want to, um, end with this Colossians three sixteen. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So watch this. The first part of that verse says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, richly, in all wisdom, let the word of Christ dwell in you. So that word dwell, I went to the, I went to my Strong's concordance in the, in the Greek to try to figure out what that word dwells. And it's, it's, it's a a very, uh, an amazing word. It means to dwell in one and influence him. 
So, so what am I saying? What is this word saying? That God's saying, let the word dwell in your heart until it begins to influence your behavior. Oh, come on. Until it begins to influence your choices. Until it begins to influence what you say. Glory to God. That's how deep the word needs to begin to dwell and be anchored and take root in your heart. It's no, it's no more. It's time out for being shallow, right? You have to take the stones away, the rocks away and allow the word to dwell in your heart so much so that you allow it to begin to influence everything about you. And then it also means to indwell. Of course, it means to settle. So God is saying, let the word, let my word settle, settle, let it settle in your heart. Don't, don't, don't vacillate. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't be double-minded. Let it settle once and for all. Let it be your foundation. Glory to God. Let the word be your go-to, but inside of your heart, right? And then it also means to be at home. Oh, I love that one, right? I love being at home. It means to reside. It, it means to reside. God is saying, can, will you let my word reside, live in be at home in your heart. That is so good, right? Let it be at home in your heart. You know what? It's something when you go visit, right? When you go visit your parents or you go visit a friend or you, you get on a plane and go visit somewhere. It, it's, but it's nothing like being at home where you reside. Glory to God. So in other words, God said, don't let the word visit your heart. Oh man. So do you know when, when you go to church and, and, and you read the word or you get the word and you're excited about the word, but then when you go and, and trials begin to come and, and, and all of a sudden you, you just kind of fall away because of the trials. What that means is that you're, you're, you're allowing the word to visit your heart and then you're allowing it to flee because it's not shallow. You're, 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 you're being too shallow. You need to let the word of God take root. You need to let the word of God be at home in your heart, not visit your heart, but let it be at home in your heart. Let it live and reside in your heart. So that means we're going to have to be really purposeful, really intentional. We're going to have to really be focused on the word of God. Come on. Remember, this is the real deal, right? Our lives in him, we live, we move, we have our very existence. This is not a religious thing. This is not a Sunday morning thing. This is a whole entire lifestyle. Jesus is our life. Glory to God. And so we don't want to be shallow Christians. We want to be deeper than that. Amen. So we want to let the word abide in us. And the last um, word it says in this about dwelling, the word dwelling in, it means to inhabit. Oh, again, that's just another word for living in. Let Can, can the word inhabit you today? Will you allow the word to, to lay its roots in you and inhabit you today? Live there. Glory to God, live there. You know, there's a scripture that says that um, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. That means he he's at home. He resides. He's chilling out in the praises of his people. That means that's where he he rests in, in the praises of his people. God wants to rest in your heart. He wants to abide and inhabit your heart. Will you make your heart a dwelling place for the word of God today? Oh, glory to God. Come on. We can do this. Make up your mind today. I am not going to be a shallow Christian. I'm going to, I'm going to cultivate my heart. I'm going to till my heart. I'm going to make sure that the word gets in my heart, gets rooted and anchored in me. I will stand and I will be strong in the Lord and in the power 
of his might. Oh, glory to God. I hope you were encouraged in that today. Glory to God. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for everyone. Under the sound of my voice, I'm so excited, God, about what you're doing in the lives of your people. You are getting us ready, God, not only for our assignment, but you're just getting us ready to be strong and to advance the kingdom. So I ask you, Lord God, to strengthen your people today. And Lord God, give them a passion and a desire to, Lord God, let the word be anchored in their hearts. I pray, Lord God, that they would be active uh, and intentional about cultivating their hearts, about, um, Lord God, tilling their hearts, getting rid of the rocks and the stones that's covering up their heart, God, that's that's preventing the word, God, from being anchored in their hearts. I pray, Lord God, that there would be a shift in the way, Lord God, that they view the word and in the way they even view trials, Father, in Jesus' name. Oh, God, bless your people today. Strengthen them today. Put a fire in them for the word of God to be anchored in their hearts like never before. Oh, God, you are so preparing us. You're preparing us for future events. You're preparing us for our assignments. Oh God, we shall stand. I decree and declare father that we will fulfill our God given destiny. Everyone under the sound of my voice, they will be rooted Lord God and grounded in your word and your word in them in Jesus name. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, if you're listening to me today and you've never made the Lord God, the Lord Jesus, the the Lord of your life, why don't you do so? I want to let you know the word of God says that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man can come to God except by me. So I want you to uh, make him Lord of your life today. Just simply repent of your sins. Let him know um, that you want him to come into your heart and and be your Lord, be your Savior. Glory to God. Guide and lead you into all truth today. He loves you. Glory to God. And he wants heaven at the end of the day to be your home. When you leave this place, when you leave this planet, you, you can be certain that heaven will be your home when you make Jesus Christ your Lord. Glory to God. So do that today. And, sh- and, and you know what? Let me know that you, you, you um, made, the, made Jesus your Lord. I would love to hear about it. Glory to God and rejoice with you. The Bible says that when, when one makes the Lord, when someone makes Jesus the Lord of their lives, that all of heaven is rejoicing because the Lord said he wants to create in you a clean heart, renewing you a right spirit. As a matter of fact, listen, it says, if any man be in Christ, that he is a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let the Lord create in you today, a new heart. Glory to God, a clean heart in Jesus name. Oh, glory to God. Listen, share this with somebody. Um, uh, I, I believe God's doing great things. Make sure you share it. We want to get the word out that God um, wants us to be encouraged inside of his word. And listen, I want you to stay tuned to me, to, to the podcast next week, because we're going to talk about, um, we're, we're going to talk about the thorny heart. Oh, glory to God. Today, we talked about the stony heart. Next week, we're going to go do part two, and we're going to talk about the th- thorny heart. So me, join me next Friday as we talk about the th- thorny heart. Glory to God. And remember, as always, come on, let's keep standing because why? You got this. Well, thank you for listening to the Encouragement Fuel for the Journey podcast, where I believe that encouragement is the fuel for our journey. Now, if you were encouraged inside of the word today, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to get fueled in the word and provide the encouragement you need to keep moving forward. And remember... 
You got this. <laughs>